Summer Valley FM. It's all about local. Hello and welcome to the Pickup Podcast with me, Rob Pickup. Now, normally you'd find me on a Monday night presenting 80s at 8 and 90s at 9 on Summer Valley FM. But today I'm here recording a very special podcast with a very special guest. I'd like to introduce my big sister, Emily Embleton. Hi, hello. Welcome to the podcast. And Boxing Day. As we record this, it is Boxing Day in your office, or should I say shrine to your midwifery career so far? Yes, my poor family. I can see lots of cards. Thank you for delivering our baby and congratulations and all all manner of things and we'll get into that more in a minute as i mentioned earlier you are a current third year midwifery student i am third year student midwife at northumbria university and current president of the midwifery society very big i'm glad you mentioned that i was going to big you up for that but you've done it yourself and formerly were social media rep officer yes social media coordinator manager officer whatever and what we'll do we'll get we'll get more onto that in a minute if you're happy with that we'll go through a, a process when did you decide that you wanted to be a midwife i remember being about 11 12 and you going i want to be a midwife so yes about about 13 14 that i decided that i wanted to pursue midwifery and chose my gcse options around that did separate science because I'm rubbish at physics and much better at biology which I needed for midwifery and then did pretty well my GCSE chose my A-level options based on that as well I did biology psychology health and social care and did very very poorly didn't meet the criteria so couldn't study midwifery then but on my 30th birthday I started my access course and um, first I'm glad you mentioned that you weren't the, the ideal student you were saying in inverted commas rubbish student do you realize at the time but what you've done you've taken the alternative route and I'll let you discuss a little bit more about what is an access course so an access course uh is just a course for mature students that access higher education um there's probably about a third of my cohort that have done this route um so it is really valid um but yeah just that <laughs> i'm sure i told you this before and i work in fe for those who don't know it's a further education college and we get general inquiries of people going oh I don't know how I go to university. I think I'm too old for an access course. And I'm glad you mentioned it because that's absolutely load of poo, quite frankly. <laughs> you can do yeah. it over a year or two years and it's designed to help people get back into university. Yeah. But fair warning, it's fairly intense though, isn't it? Do you know, I loved it. I really loved it. We were warned that it was intense, but I think I was just so excited to be back in the classroom and learning things that I wanted to learn, not like, yeah, I'll re in geography that you have to learn at school. And pursuing this goal, it was exciting. I loved it. Very good. That's, it, it often puts people off when they, they go, oh, I'm ready for the hard work, and they get a couple of weeks and go, this is actually quite intense. You know, I think, mm, no, it's, it's all right. If, if you can get through an access course, then you're fine for your degree. I think that you need that intensity to prepare you for university life. And that moves us nice on. Did your access course, and then year one, walking through the door then, mature student, do you mind me asking how old you were when you started university? I was 13. 32. How did you feel on that first day? Got your ID badge, you were a student. Was it, was it nerves? Was it? Everything. A bundle of emotions. Um, I remember being really excited to start learning because I knew in three years time that I would be practicing midwife but then I was also nervous I can remember having like a nervous belly in the car park paying for my parking <laughs> but yeah no a little bit of nerves mostly excitement just anticipation of what was to come and is there was there a range of ages across the course or was it mainly mm-hmm. all younger and then there's you just got a mother hen in the corner like hello there's all sorts of that the eldest in the course there's, there's two more older than me um, we had our youngest person was uh, seventeen, so she was straight out of A levels, but like the youngest in the year. There's a fair few, probably half the cohort 
are out of A-levels. And then there's a lot of um, early 20-something people. And then I'm in the 30s bracket. And then there's two lasses who are in their 40s. Very good. And I like what I like about from this angle and working in the bit that I do, I look after work placements at FE. And your placements are off the scale, aren't they? It's something stupid, something like... A thousand hours, maybe a bit more. Fourteen hundred hours or something like that. That's mental. I can't get students to do thirty hours. <laughs> well, we right. have to. We have to. It's, it's yeah. a condition. Okay. Not really a theory. Well, not a heavily theory based. I guess midwifery is a bit more practical. In it's both. It's it's fifty fifty theory and placement. But when you're on placement, you're having to do. It's not theory work in the writing essays and things like that. But it reading around subject areas. Like I might look after a baby that has jaundice and then want to know more about jaundice. So I have to go and research that. So it's. Probably Probably more like 70, 30, I don't know. Okay. And how, how early on, in through the door, September, you get freshers and all of that out of the way. How <laughs> soon is it before you're out on placement then? So you're starting in September. Yeah, so our first placement block was the end of November. Okay, so a couple of months in. A couple of months in. But for me, I started on community, which was a lovely area to start in. Um, some continuity with mentors, Monday to Friday working, no night shifts, things like that. But for some of my cohort, they started straight on to delivery suite. And if you've got no sort of maternity experience or shift working experience, that's pretty intense. And what, what is the, the community saying? You mentioned it for those of us, including myself, who don't have a clue. Why what would you? you mean yeah. by that? Oh, OK. Um, so community maternity is yeah antenatal care. So booking you into the service when you find out you're pregnant, doing all of your antenatal appointments other than your scans, um, just identifying any problems that maybe need some doctor input or other services input and... Then we could be on call for home births for those women that opt for a home birth. And then we do all the postnatal care as well. And then different to hospital where the hospital is kind of, they're in, they're out. Yeah, and there's no continuity and it's still lovely care, but it's difficult to strike up a relationship. And rapport must be quite a big thing. Oh, yes. You're coming in the hi, I'm Emily, I'm going to be delivering your baby. Yeah, absolutely. So we do this most days, but I'm very aware that most families don't. um, And it's it's a very vulnerable time. Um, In first year, then, what do you learn in your first year? What is the, the the base knowledge you're learning and the modules so focus on normality in first year so how the human body functions outside of pregnancy and then the adaptations that are made to support pregnancy and immediately thereafter and we did about public health and lots of um like government policies that come into that and midwifery values from like NHS perspective but also from personal perspective and we also did identifying evidence so when I was talking about um, going to look research jaundice for example um, what journal articles are valid and what aren't valid Um, so something on that and obviously the practice module the placement side of it did you make friends quite quickly is it, is it easy to make friends when you're on call I guess you kind of see them and then it's okay I'll see you in a couple of months when I'm off on placement see you later. yeah I am so grateful I mean Covid has been really really rubbish for our learning but I'm so grateful that I started pre-Covid because it meant that I wasn't able to make those friendships and I was only in uni for two months before we went out on placement but I'm still in that close-knit group now there's five of us that are really close and we've got I mean a lot of us have got similar values but nobody knows what it's like to be a student midwife other than a student midwife so you need your tribe there for you nice word any particular memories from first year that you can think back on memories memories good things bad things funny stories not really even not degree related but just on the theme of um, making and maintaining friendships there was one (laughs) 
one lass in my friendship group just actually dropped off the course. Um, she just, it wasn't what she thought it was going to be, but she left us with some killer stories of her time as a dental nurse and just fond memories of cackling at lunchtime, probably very inappropriately. Brilliant. Like, done first year, first year under your belt, tick, done with placements. Got my t-shirt. Second year, what are we learning in second year then? All the scary high-risk stuff, like postpartum hemorrhages and sepsis and preeclampsia and shoulder dystocia and things like that. Scary high-risk stuff. Okay. And is that when you mentioned COVID? That was second year. Yeah, so COVID hit when I was in first year. So March that I was in first year. So we were like six months in. Um, So we were actually pulled from placement as first years and commenced year two learning there and then. Um, so as a second year, I had quite a lot of first year hours to make up, which was re- really weird, sort of limbo when talking to people in practice, like, I am second year, but actually I'm a first year for this placement. It's a bit confusing. But, um, yeah. I, I assume placements got postponed for the second year then, or majority of the second year? No, because we still need to qualify on time. So we were pulled from placement in first years because as first years, we weren't able to offer an awful lot in way of support when it came to this virus that nobody knew anything about. But the second and the third years at the time were stayed on placement. And as second and third year, I've been on placement just full PPE. That was a, a different, I bet, having to wear all that kind of stuff. It's and... weird. It was so weird because the guideline changes so rapidly. So one day we weren't wearing visors and we were wearing visors. One day we were just wearing plastic aprons for deliveries then we had to pull on, put on a full gown and it still varies now depending on like a woman's COVID status. Okay. That's interesting. Things I didn't know. Yeah, why would you? Don't wait for an hospital. And then any mm. particular memories from second year? Any stories? Any? Just, uh, it was honestly the hardest year ever. Yeah. <laughs> It was just horrible. In terms of like pressure, just juggling a million and one things. So we had our scariest module, which was our OSCE module, which was like a practical exam when I was talking about things like preeclampsia and whatnot. Um, We had that while we were on our last placement and it was the summer holidays as well. So I had children at home to look after. So that was just poor timing. But all of that piled on, plus knowing that I'm about to be a third year and the stress that comes with that. So I don't, I don't, I don't particularly like second year though. But that's done and dusted. Done and dusted. Under the belt. Goodbye. And now we're in third year. And you're yeah. about, what were we, December? Yeah. Four or five months in? No, like three months in. Three, okay. Um, what we, what's third year consist of? Third year, I was terrified of, but actually it's just consolidating all of your knowledge. Um, so in the first year when you're on placement, you observe. Uh, in second year on placement, you participate in. And in third year on placement, you lead. So it's like a management thing. It's consolidating all of your knowledge, all of your skills and putting it into practice. As well as doing the placement? As well as actually learning your, and meeting your outcomes and doing your essays and a lovely dissertation in third year as well. Yeah. 10,000 words or is it more? No, it's less or... because we're on placement as well. We get 6,000. Okay, have you started? Um, Enjoying Christmas first, get that out. Well, right? I've, I've got a subject and I've done like a literature scope. Okay, so you're, you're researching. I'm doing yeah, a little bit of research. What's out there? What can I write about? What, what areas are needing developing? And one thing we need to talk about. And I was following this from afar, but the March with Midwives, have I got that right? March with Midwives. March, apologies, March with Midwives. What what was that? I mean, again, I'm a bit naive. I knew you were doing that. I knew you were passionate. Saw stuff on social media. Yeah. But what was it in a nutshell? March with Midwives is... It was a national protest vigil, whatever. We were stationary. Some people were marching. But it was just to raise awareness of the maternity crisis that we're facing at the minute. And 
it's not something that's new. We know we know for a long time, we've known for a long time that we're short of midwives, um, but it's really a crisis point at the minute now because midwives are leaving the profession left, right and centre. For every 30 midwives that qualify, only one joins the workforce because 29 either leave or don't ever start. Um, it can't continue. So March with Midwives was just to raise awareness of that. And I don't think the public really are aware of the current situation because midwives are so good at doing their job with women that why they don't see what's going on behind them and they shouldn't have to because that's not what they're there for they're there to access the care but midwives are leaving <laughs> and midwives aren't happy and something needs to change so it's just a way to raise awareness for that and what was i remember you saying it was something like you were expecting 20 or you you said 20 would be a good oh, number well. So it was a national thing, national project, um, and myself and one of my peers and my cohort, we wanted to attend one. So we were looking online, and the nearest was Edinburgh, but there was nothing between Edinburgh and York, and they're both a canny travel for us with kids. Um, so we just decided to organise one locally. Uh, so we went to Grace Monument, and we thought, well, if we can get 20 people there, that would be really good. And then 112 turned up. Amazing effort. For those who don't know, Grey's Monument, Newcastle City Centre, because yeah. we are in the northeast. I know I'm based down the southwest, but I'm in the northeast at the moment. And what was really nice about that is I remember family fair and the husband got involved. Yeah, well, we just invited families because it's service users that are going to be affected by this lack of midwives. We wanted family involvement, and I took my kids along. My husband was there. A little boy had a megaphone. There is a, a, a beautiful photo of him with a megaphone. Yeah, in front of the March of Midwives banner. I'm sure you told him make as much noise as you can. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Very good. And so now you're getting, once you get to the woods, you've got your placement, you've got your dissertation. Are we at that point now where you're thinking, okay, what am I doing next steps, like, job-wise? It's there. It's in the background of my mind but i'm not actively applying yet i will do absolutely i plan to because i need to work and i want to work as well i want to be a midwife that's why i'm here but um it's not my main focus at the minute probably may time i'll start applying very good do you know what sort of setting you want to work in is it hospital community um ultimately i would really love to be in a midwifery led unit um that does all the antenatal and personal care that community does but also looks after low risk labouring women but when I first qualify I'm going to have you qualify as a band 5 and then to get your band 6 you have to rotate between areas uh, so I'll have to do that in an obstetric unit and we've touched on I believe midwifery site or midsoc midsoc and what, what is the role of midsoc midwifery society is is oh, it's just a group it's just it's just a university a student union society um it's an academic society so primarily we put on academic events but most recently we subsidized tickets for to go and see adam k who is a former obstetrician and author and comedian slash musician um so all sorts of things we've got leah hazard coming to talk to us midwife and author in february just midwife related things or things like subsidize our learning incredible and leah has a i believe she has a podcast as well isn't she? leah has a has leah, leah hazard has a podcast it's called what the midwife said i just don't need to worry i'm not coming after her <laughs> but it does fit nicely social media is a big thing and that's how you first got involved wouldn't it i remember you when yeah. you started off early on i had attended some midsup events prior to commencing my own studies um just because I was interested uh, and I knew that I wanted to volunteer on it. So when I was a first year student, I just approached the society and said, I've noticed that you've not got a very strong media, social media presence. Can I do your social media? And that was my in. So yeah, I did that in first and second year and now I'm president in third year. And you also have your own Instagram, don't you, about your 
midwifery journey. I do, student midwife Emily. And I'll, I'll, put, I'll put the links in the, I'll put the attachments in the link or the handles in the description, but we'll talk about them at the end and I'll give you a chance to promote them as well. And the last question, just to kind of wind things down after, so Christmas Day yesterday, Call the Midwife. Are you a fan of Call the Midwife? I love Call the Midwife. Who doesn't love Call the Midwife? It was very busy last night. There was a, yeah. lot, a lot going on. I didn't actually get to see all of it, unfortunately, because I was tending to my little three-year-old who is a worky ticket. He's a three-year-old boy. He's, he's a whirlwind of destruction like Tasmanian Devil. So I was tending to him a lot of the time. But I know that there was a vaginal brief delivery and there was a, there was a, a hemorrhage and there was a baby going through withdrawal and all sorts, wasn't there? It was a very busy episode. <laughs> Do you know what? It's like that. It's like that on an obstetric unit now. Our doctors, they cover the delivery suite. They cover the postnatal ward. They cover the triage. And they cover emergency gynae and A&E as well. So they are darting here, there and everywhere. Listen. Busy people. Busy, busy. Um, would, what advice would you have for anybody who's thinking, who may listen to this and go, I think I might want to become a student midwife? Do it. Apply. Apply. Just apply. Do If you haven't already got the A-levels that you need, um, do an access course. If you're not sure what you need or if what you've got is relevant, contact the universities that you want to go to and just ask. Um, ultimately, we need midwives, so no one's going to foo-foo you. Um, just take the plunge. There you have it. And if you, you want to follow, we, we mentioned it briefly, social media, Instagram, at student underscore midwife underscore Emily underscore, is your own personal journey of yes, being a student midwife. It is. And then if you want to follow the society, Hopefully I've got this all right. I've got it written down in front of me. Instagram is at NSU underscore Midwifery Society. Correct. Facebook, Northumbria University Midsoc. Correct. And on Twitter at Midwifery underscore NSU. Yeah. And there's lots of educational, informational videos, posts on there. I'm learning lots from it. I follow it and I don't have a clue about midwifery. But that's the only way you're going to learn by following things like that. Yeah. Hopefully it just sparks interest or sparks conversation very good and that's what we want to do yeah. if you're interested in becoming a midwife follow those accounts follow our account contact universities join any student midwife forum platform i would really recommend ellie durant like she does a lot of work with aspiring students there you go ellie durant for student midwifery all that's left to say emily thank you very much for coming on the pickup podcast yeah. Thanks, Ralph. Well, I've just finished recording the podcast there with Emily Hamilton, and now I've got two very special guests that she doesn't know we're doing this with. I'd like to introduce my niece, Rosie, and I'm nine. And my nephew, I'm Thomas, and I'm number three. You're three years old. And what we're going to do, we're just going to talk a little bit about mummy. So, how much do you love mummy? Lots, 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 lots. And I love mummy a little bit. A little bit? Yeah. No. And what I like, Rose, is you've taken a interest in medicine, haven't you? So you've got both of Adam Kay's medicine books, is that correct? Yes. And you, what did you just show me a minute ago? The little doll with the, the intestines that come out. What's that called? What's the little toy? You just had it a minute ago. You know, the little doll, has it, has it got a name or is it just like a body? Mm. A bit like a modern operation, I guess. And what do you think of Mummy's job at the moment? Do you like Mummy's job? Is it cool? And what does Mummy do? What does she do? It delivers babies. Delivers babies. That's exciting, isn't it? Very good. That's what my mum does. Little babies out. Does she? Wow. Is that cool? Yeah. Love you, mummy. Love you, mummy. Summer Valley FM. It's all about local.